You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, where doctors, researchers, authors, nutritionists, and top health professionals share the latest news about staying well and living better. The information you hear today is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, but it's always timely, credible, interesting, and best of all, there's never a copay. Now, here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Good morning again. It is great to have you with us. Your body is under attack. It's happening right now. There's a world of bacteria, viruses, even fungus out there trying to take you down. Unfortunately, that amazing immune system of ours does a pretty good job at keeping us alive and well most of the time. There are some ways you can help it along and some things you might be doing that are hurting your immune system. Let's dig into all of this with Greg Russell, pharmacist, clinical nutritionist, and founder at Fort Wayne Custom RX, a health, wellness, and compounding pharmacy at 425 East DuPont Road here in Fort Wayne. I want to kick things off here with a look at what lifestyle habits we might engage in that, well, put our immune system at risk. It's amazing how simple things can actually improve our immune system. You know, we don't often think about getting enough sleep and enough rest, enough water, enough fruits and vegetables, enough really a balanced diet. But the immune system, it it thrives on balance. And so when things are out of balance, it creates a lot of havoc. So, you know, we this time of the year is the year, you know, that the flu season takes off and the cough and cold starts taking off and and, you know, we have these wonderful vaccines to help try to keep our systems up. But there's so much more we can do if we kind of pay attention to our health. And and so, you know, um, probably one of the things that's probably really bothers medicine right now is the overuse of antibiotics. We've we've talked about antibiotics in the past. They're marvelous uh, they, they really are very extremely effective and they've increased, you know, the longevity on the planet. You know, it used to be that back in 1900, the average age was 40 something. So many people died of infectious disease. And, but on the flip side of it, we've gotten in our society, we've, we're probably using, depending on antibiotics. And as you know, we, um, overuse of antibiotics can be detrimental to our health. Yeah, for a number of reasons, not the least of which is the disruption that can occur in our gut microbiome and the impact that has on our health. But also there's that fear of uh, these antibiotics losing their effectiveness. And in fact, we're seeing that right now. The resistant bacteria have developed. What are we doing wrong at home that makes that problem worse? Well, first of all, we have to always make sure we're getting the right antibiotic. And these bugs are very, very smart. So there's a couple couple things that we need to keep in mind with antibiotics. One is they are totally ineffective for viruses. And unfortunately, a lot of times we're being prescribed antibiotics when we don't need antibiotics. And I know the American Pediatric Association has really looked at things like ear infections with infants and, and children, and they've put more stringent guidelines. Whereas, you know, we used to throw people on amoxicillin and augmentin and Keflex suspension and all those type of antibiotics uh, indiscriminately, and we've kind of caused some of our own problems. Because what happens is, twofold, if, if you don't take the antibiotics completely, you're not going to kill all the bugs. And if you don't kill all the bugs, the strong bugs, the resistant bugs, continue to grow and thrive. So if the doctor says, take this antibiotic for 10 days, you need to take that antibiotic for 10 days. Don't stop at day 
three, four, or five when you're starting to feel better and say, oh, well, I've got an antibiotic for the next time. Yeah. That's, not, that's not doing you any good. It's just training those bugs. The better bugs are going to are going to, the more resistant bugs are going to thrive, and then you, you just have a further complication down the road. And, yeah. Tell me what you're thinking on whether we ought to be taking a probiotic when you take an antibiotic, because they might be disrupting those little gut, good guys down in our gut. Yeah, there's two things to keep in mind. First of all, when you do take a probiotic, you want to make sure you keep it kind of away from the antibiotic generally. Now, that's not going to be 100% reliable. I mean, some antibiotics obviously have a longer kill effect. So, you know, but the thought is, at least if we're given some good probiotics, those are those good bacteria, you know, the antibiotics are, you know, they're shotguns. They're going to kill anything and everything. And we see a lot of immune system problems post-antibiotic use, in other words, when the immune system becomes disruptive, uh, you know, you're killing off those good bacteria and, you know, people start having um, diarrhea or other gut issues. And of course, the big bad bug is C. difficile, which grows with some of the really powerful antibiotics. So we want to start using probiotics. Um, I especially use Saccharomyces, which actually is not a probiotic. It's actually a, um, a, a yeast um, that is a um, it not it's, it's not a yeast that's pathogenic. In other words, it's a good yeast and it helps crowd out and stop the C. difficile toxin, which grows from having too much kill. So let me back up here again, kind of confusing it. But if you take too many antibiotics, you kill your good bacteria. If the good bacteria die, then the bad bacteria like C. difficile will start to flourish. Yeah, it's like uh, bad guys moving into the neighborhood all the time. Exactly. <laughs> they overwhelm, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned a moment ago that sleep is very important to maintain the health of your immune system. Why is that? What's happening when I sleep? Yeah, well, you know, what we do know is that our body has these increment of uh, different hormones that are being released at different times of the night. Um, and that if you're getting a short sleep cycle, your body can't repair itself. And the immune system is intricately wrapped into sleep. And so we know, for example, that people that work third shift or people that get less than five hours, less than six hours probably of sleep are at higher health risk. Their immune system becomes more dysregulated. And of course, if you have a dysregulated immune system that's not potent enough, you're going to get infected. If you have an overactive immune system, you can have autoimmune disease. Yeah, yeah, kind of that fine balance there. You've got to find just the the right temperature, so to speak, the Goldilocks zone. That's right. And nature has given us a number of different compounds that can make that work better. I mean, we're there are plants and nutrients and other things that we've now learned that really do make a difference. So let's talk through some of those. And one of them that I that uh, you and I have discussed before, and I think is really now the in my mind, at least, there's just no doubt vitamin D plays a role. Vitamin D is, you know, the sunshine vitamin, right? Right. We love to get our sunshine, and I, I love to get outside, but unfortunately, <laughs> my job precludes that, and we're moving into that winter season. Right. So, you know, uh, vitamin D, there are vitamin D receptors on all your immune cells. And so when they're activated, they help activate the immune. They're modulators. In other words, again, trying to keep that immune system typically right in balance. Uh, and so it's it's important that we 
we keep check our vitamin D levels, a simple blood test, try to keep it in this 50 to 80 range, which is kind of, you know, the sweet spot. Some doctors don't like to go much over 50. Other doctors want to get you up to 80, but 50 to 80 is kind of considered the sweet spot range. And, you know, if you get your blood test, we can kind of help guide you as to how much vitamin D you need. Yeah, you know, and we've talked about this in the past. I just want to repeat it here. It's a different deal. Everybody's body is different. And I have found that I need to take 2,000 units of D a day to keep my D level at just that 50 point. Yeah, and and I have to take 5,000. So, you know, why? You know, who knows? But it's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, but vitamin D is is uh, something of a risk for some people. Who needs to be very careful about that and talk with their doctor? Yeah, well, I, I would say elderly patients need to be a little careful because you know there is a, cons- a cons- there is a concern that too much vitamin D can cause calcium to just be displaced out of out of the bone and into the kidneys. So that's a problem. Um, also, people that suffer from parathyroid or thyroid disease, um, again, that regulates calcium. Calcium, so we have to be kind of careful there. So, but g- generally, vitamin D, especially if we get in in that, in that zone, is considered very safe. I did some checking and found that vitamin D blood tests are available without a doctor's order at Quest. LabCorp, any lab test now, and some other private labs in the area for about 50 bucks. Before you start any supplement routine, it's always a good idea to check with your doctor and make sure there's no potential conflict with the medication you may be taking or any underlying health condition. It is time for a break, but when we come back, we'll learn about one mineral that is an immune system champ, and you may be surprised to hear what's the one supplement pharmacist Greg Russell would take with him on a deserted island. We are back in a flash with more of the Health Call Radio Hour. You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, your regular weekend appointment with top healthcare professionals where every session is painless and we never keep you waiting. Now back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, where have you been? You missed hearing pharmacist Greg Russell explain why sleep and vitamin D are the building blocks of a healthy immune system. They both play a role in keeping your cellular defenses in the Goldilocks zone of being strong enough to fight disease without going overboard and triggering an attack resulting in an autoimmune disorder. There's another vitamin you already know about. It is good for fighting disease, but there is something you may not know about vitamin C. Most mammals make vitamin C, humans do not. So it's, it's very important. And, you know, vitamin C helps defend the immune system itself. It helps. It's a great antioxidant. So it kind of keeps the, you know, the immune system healthy. It, it react, you know, it's antioxidant. So when the vitamin, it kind of recycles the immune system, I guess is a good way of saying that. And, you know, the immune system, like other molecules, can be broken down by free radicals. So vitamin C's job is to prevent free radical buildup in the body. You can get vitamin C in all kinds of things, fruit. And if you listen closely, some of these vitamins are going to have some of the same same uh, sources, you know, broccoli, spinach, 
Um, sprouts, Brussels sprouts are all good sources also. People associate vitamin C with citrus fruit, but uh, yeah, those green leafy vegetables also deliver Very good. A, a yes. kind of a whopping load of vitamin C. Zinc is a mineral, not a vitamin, and many of us just don't get enough zinc. What role does it play in our immune system? Well, zinc does a couple of cool things. Uh, one thing is, you know, six studies showed that when they added zinc to an antibiotic, that people that were severely sick did much better. And the, the death rate went down in patients that were supplemented with zinc. So that's interesting in itself. Um, and we know that zinc has this important role with quercetin and, you know, the zinc itself has antiviral activity. So it, it's kind of cool because um, it helps mobilize the uh, antibodies. It's very important. So we know people that tend to have, be low in zinc tend to have more mouth ulcers and things of that nature and other viruses that pop out. And you just mentioned there quercetin, which is a, uh, a plant compound, but partners up with zinc very well. Tell me more about quercetin. Yeah, you know, we learned a lot about quercetin. One of my favorite products in my entire pharmacy has quercetin as one of the base products, and we used it for years for allergies. And quercetin has multiple modes uh, that it works in. And one of the things that it does is it, it works for histamine. It helps stop. It's a natural antihistamine. So I love it for that purpose because people don't get drowsy with it. But the other thing that's cool about quercetin, what we found out was during COVID that uh, zinc and quercetin together really kind of prevented viruses from penetrating the cells. So, you know, obviously, you know, we can't say quercetin cures COVID or anything like that, but it seemed to have a role in helping prevent the spread of COVID. So um, there is an anti-inflammatory component, antihistaminic component, and of course, an antiviral component to it. So I like quercetin. Again, uh, it tends to be found in, guess what? Broccoli, apples, onions, and grapes. So all good, healthy foods for us. Yeah. And if we don't eat enough of those things, supplementation is important for all of the things that we've just discussed. If you don't have a balanced diet, if it's just difficult, uh, you know, and, and especially for the elderly, sometimes the volume of food they eat or able to eat just isn't enough to deliver enough of these nutrients. So there are yeah. some products, and I know you have one of them that sort of makes it simple to get all of this and balance. Tell me about that. Yeah, the product we have is called Quercetin Immune Plus. And besides having everything we just talked about, it also has a compound called N-acetylcysteine in it. N-acetylcysteine is a mucolytic, which means it kind of helps break down mucus. Uh, so it's good for respiratory disease. So here we are coming into respiratory season. Right. N-acetylcysteine also uh, your body converts into a chemical called glutathione. And where glutathione is really important is glutathione helps recharge the immune system. And glutathione is our major anti-toxin drug. In other words, it helps detox our bodies. You get N-acetylcysteine from eating certain meat-type foods because it comes in the form of cysteine, which converts in the body to N-acetylcysteine, which then converts to glutathione. So if you want to bypass all that, you just take N-acetylcysteine. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. So I just take a couple capsules of this quercetin immune plus each day and I'm good to go. I've got all those components in my immune systems tipped up. That's right. It's, it's easier to do that uh, than buying, you know, each one of those components. I would do that. And it's yeah. just a lot easier to do. Well, and just a, a last uh, little plug here for when you are buying supplements, um, you know, these things are not FDA approved. You don't really know what's in them. So, you know, that's why I uh, strongly believe in, in buying just only the best and 
pharmaceutical quality uh, supplements, I think, are, are what you're known for. Right. And, you know, um, we, we try, we don't skimp on quality. So we, unfortunately, our vitamins maybe cost a little bit more, but they're coming from quality companies. And so we're confident that if it's labeled with vitamin C, there's vitamin C in it, you know, and, and, and it's a good quality vitamin C. It's not one that's contaminated with a lot of metals and, and stuff like that, because if you're taking some every day and it's contaminated, you're not doing yourself any favor. Sure. Right. And, you know, yeah. bottom line is the, the discount <laughs> store vitamins, you don't know where those components have come from. Many of them, India, China, where quality control is not great. Yeah. It can shift from month to month. And yeah, so uh, it's, it's, it's worth the effort, I think, to, to yeah. get some good advice. You know, let's go the other direction here. There are some other compounds out there that really affect our immune system. The Chinese have been doing this for years, and that is using mushrooms. Yeah, you know, mushrooms are really, you know, this is kind of my own personal view on mushrooms. I, I started thinking this last year, I really wanted to r- ramp up my, my own immune system. How do, can I do it? And one of the thoughts was get more mushrooms in your diet, right? We, we have some different mushroom blends. Uh, you know, powders that we brought in specifically. I even bought myself a mushroom coffee just to try, you know, and, and I'm, I'm using it every day in the, in the afternoon, uh, but, you know, to help my immune system. But I like to get a blend of mushrooms. Uh, what we know historically, it doesn't seem to matter what continent, you know, people are from, they have used mushrooms in their in their culture because mushrooms are magically, uh, you know, synonymous with good health. So one of the mushroom products that I have uh, has six different mushroom blends in it, and they all have kind of a synergy effect and that they, they really help with your immune system, that Th1, Th2 modulation. In other words, they're all working to help your white blood cells, which are your defending army against, mm-hmm. uh, you know, viruses and bacteria. So this this mushroom blend is called uh, Custom Mushrooms. Is that right? That's right. We try try to keep it simple. And it's got uh, shiitake, reishi, shaga, cordyceps, turkey tail, uh, and pearl oyster mushrooms. And uh, as you said, you know, I've I've done some reporting on this in the past, and all those things noted in Chinese medicine for centuries having an impact on our immune system. So is this a capsule? Is it a powder? How do I use it? Yeah, so, you know, our product is a capsules, um, and uh, the dose is two capsules a day. I just find mushrooms really interesting in general. Cordyceps, I got to You got to know the backstory on this product. Cordyceps, it comes from the the from Tibet, from the mountains of Tibet, and it actually is a fungus that grows on the back of a special caterpillar, and it was used by royalty af, as an aphrodisiac. Uh, it is also and naturally when it's naturally produced, it's the most expensive natural product in the world. However, now we make it synthetically. But I always wonder who was the monk or the person that discovered, who ate that, that discovered its effects. Because cordyceps is widely researched now. And we know it has an effect on your red blood cells, too. So it helps provide oxygen to your cells, which helps provide ATP or energy to your muscles. So, you know, it's kind of one of those products that you you like to learn about. It's kind of magical. And you think to yourself, if I was on a deserted island... You know, what would what would be one of the supplements I would take? Probably cordyceps would be right up there. Well, that says a lot. If pharmacist and clinical nutritionist Greg Russell would choose cordyceps mushroom as his desert island favorite, right? If you'd like to boost your immune system for the coming cold and flu season, a visit to Fort Wayne Custom RX is a pretty good place to start. 
That's because Greg and his team are eager to talk with you about your medications and your overall health, and then guide you to vitamins, minerals, and supplements that fit your particular situation. Fort Wayne Custom RX is at 425 East DuPont Road in Fort Wayne, and they're online at fwcustomrx.com. All right, stick around through the news and weather, and then we are back with the second half of today's Health Call Radio Hour. Podcasts by Federated Media.